Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. This week's episode, we are talking about how to find your soulmate and how to find love. Valentine's Day has just passed. During this time, as we all know, there is so much focus in the media, advertising, retailers on finding love and romance and there is a focus on buying presents and gifts and flowers yet in doing so we often miss the real essence of love as human beings we are relational creatures and there is a deep desire inside of us to be loved to express love to find love to share love with another human being we do not exist in isolation Poems are written about love songs have been made about love and sung about love movies have been made about love Yet love can be such a source of joy and bliss and ecstasy, but on the other hand, a source of pain and suffering and heartbreak. Why is this? You see, we go to school for decades, high school and university and do a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate, but we're not taught about love. We learn about geography and mathematics and medicine and physics and biology and chemistry, but we are not taught about love. We're not taught the tools of love, the strategies of love, the understanding of love. We're not taught the tools that are important and necessary to learn how to communicate in relationships. We're not taught the art of relating. And we wonder why we struggle when it comes to relationships. We wonder why we, the, the divorce rate, at least in America, is 50%. There's so many misconceptions we have about love. As human beings, we are in a constant search for love. One myth is this idea that love, love is outside of yourself and love is something that you need to get from someone else. That love is something that you need to get and do to acquire and somebody else is the source of your loving. That somehow this sets you up for a codependent dysfunctional relationship because when you make someone else the source of your loving, this is suffering. And as human beings, many times we spend most of our life seeking love. We betray ourselves. We disconnect from parts of ourselves. We deny parts of ourselves. We lose parts of ourselves in order to get love validation and approval from partners, from, from people outside of ourselves. We, we spend so much of our focus and time and energy trying to be loved and validated by those around us that in doing so, we often end up losing ourselves. The foundation of any good relationship is a relationship with yourself. And from this perspective that love is something you have to get, love is something you have to attain, love is something you have to achieve, we end up becoming slaves. This is codependency and love is a drug. You see, from the moment we're born, we, get, we start becoming conditioned. We forget, we lose touch with the deep reality that love is what we are. 
our essential nature, our true nature is we are love. We are a spark of the infinite. We are a spark of the divine. Love is our nature. You look at a child, a child is naturally loving. You look at a child, a child is radiating love. You look at a baby before their condition, their essence is love, which is why when you look at a child, you just melt because you are reminded of your own essence, your own nature. But we begin to get conditioned. We experience conditional love. We consciously or unconsciously start getting the message that we have to do a certain thing. We have to become a certain type of person. We have to get all A's. We have to get good grades. We have to win medals. And so we start contorting ourselves into a certain shape, into a certain person. We start becoming who we think we need to be in order to get underlined the key word, get love, validation, and approval from our parents. We have to take care of other people. We have to earn it. We have to get love by being a certain way. And then we spend our entire life being that way in our future relationships. We have to realize that love is not something that you get. Love is what you are. Love is your nature. But because we've been conditioned to seek love, seek love from our parents. Oh, daddy loved me when I'm a certain way, when I'm quiet, when I'm nice. Mommy loves me when I'm a certain way, when I get all all A's and B's and A pluses and, and I win tournaments. So then we learn to become achievers. And then we learn that, well, when I achieve, I get love. When I'm a certain way, I love. And this sets us up for a never ending path of seeking love outside of ourselves, which is suffering. See, here's the thing. When you deny who you are, when you play roles, masks, and personas, when you become who you think you need to be in order to get love, validation, approval, it's never really satisfying because even when somebody loves you for being that version of yourself, for being that, 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 that person, when they love you for being that way, deep down, even if you get the love that you thought you wanted, it's not really truly satisfying because deep down you know that they're not loving the real you. They're not loving the authentic you. They are loving the version of you that you think you need to be. And there's always the fear inside, wow, if you, if you knew who I am, if you knew who I really was, you wouldn't love me. And so the love that we receive by being someone that we're not is never fulfilling. This is often why relationships fail. This is actually why I think that often there is a deeper unconscious intention inside of us to sabotage relationships. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone that you love and you know everything is great everything is on the surface okay but something inside of you sabotages it because i think unconsciously sometimes there's a deep desire inside of us to sabotage the false framework the false framework of relationship that we've set up by being someone that we're not there's a deeper desire inside of us to be loved unconditionally for who we are not for who we're pretending to be and so if you want to find your soulmate, if you want to find big love, stop looking, stop seeking, stop seeking for your soulmate. Here's the key. Stop seeking for your soulmate and simply discover your soul. Stop seeking and finding love and discover and realize and re remember, reconnect with the love that you are. Love is not something you need to get outside. Love is what you are. Love is not something you need to get outside. It's what you are. It's your nature. Love is your nature, but we have just been conditioned out of it. Your soulmate is not something you need to find outside. When you stop seeking your soulmate and discover your soul, 
you turn yourself on, you become your authentic self. And from that true essence, from that true connection, from that true foundation, you can begin to attract to you, magnetize to you from within you, a partner, people that reflect to you the love that you are. You see, from the moment we're born, every single thing that happens to us gets stored in our nervous system. Every memory, every thought, every smell, every sight, every word. So for instance, if dad is not around and he's not available emotionally, what starts happening is inside of your nervous system, you see the nervous system is the antenna to the world. Information comes in, it gets filtered through your nervous system. So now you are beginning to decipher and interpret experiences through the state and lens of your nervous system. So the more, shall we say, uh, unprocessed emotion, unprocessed wounds, pain, trauma, hurt, feelings that are stuck, stored, undealt with in your nervous system, information comes in, it will get filtered through the state of your nervous system. And if you haven't dealt with your stuff, then the interpretation of experiences, reality, and people will not be accurate. The nervous system is, the, is, is conditioned by every single experience that you've gone through. And so if dad isn't around, if dad is mean, if mom is mean, if mom is aloof, if mom is not available, if dad is not available, if, if, if dad is abusive, what starts happening is in your nervous system, there starts becoming an, your nervous system starts getting imprinted with the sense that love and abuse, love and aloofness, love and unavailability, love and emotional disconnection, love and pain starts getting fused together. And that's how you start associating love. And so you grow up, you become 25, 30, 45, and inside of your nervous system is this association with love and unavailability, love and whatever you associated with as a child. So, so now you meet someone, and this is how we often attract people. We meet somebody, we start feeling a resonance, we start feeling a connection, we start feeling a familiarity. You meet, you meet someone and you start feeling a sense of, I know you, I feel a similarity, a familiarity, a kinship, a connection, an, an attraction. You start becoming attracted to this person many times because you feel something comfortable. And here's the thing. We often think it's chemistry. We often think it's an attraction. We often feel a familiarity, a desire to be with this person, but often that pull, that sense of familiarity is a sense of familiarity. It's really... The fact that that person's conditioning somewhere matches our association of what we feel and have sensed love to be. So when we say, wow, I feel like I know you, we do. We know the energetic patterning that they remind us of, our dad, our mom, and now we feel that to be a connection. We think it's chemistry, but I call it shittistry. It's a, my conditioning resonates with your conditioning, and that's what draws us together. This is part of attraction. We often think that this is our type, you see, and this is why we attract what we attract many times. We often think, oh, this is, I have a certain type, not realizing that the type is simply the imprint and pattern of our conditioning in our nervous system. And so your job, our job, my job, our job is not to find love. Our job is to do the mental, emotional, psychological work to deal with the imprinting and conditioning and patterns of, of unresolved stuff from childhood that we have often learned to suppress. The grief, the anger, the pain, the hurt, the resentment, the abandonment to 
to feel them, to release them, to acknowledge them and to heal those parts of ourselves so that we can release, remove and, and clear the blockages that simply cover up, cover up our true nature as love, cover up what we really are. And so in life, in love, we don't attract what we want. We don't attract what we meditate on. We don't attract what we would like. We don't attract what we write about. We don't attract who and the type of person that we would like to be with. We attract what we are. So check this. In relationship, you attract to you a person that is a mirror manifestation of yourself. In relationship, you attract a person that is a mirror manifestation of yourself. You are always attracting to you a vibrational match, somebody that is a vibrational match for who you are. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. If you want to find love, if you want to attract love, remove the blockages, deal with the blockages, clear the blockages, heal yourself, find yourself, find your soul, discover the love that you are, be that, and you will begin to magnetize somebody that is a mirror manifestation of your own state of being. Relationship is a mirror. You attract somebody that is a mirror manifestation of yourself that reflects to you your own your, the parts of yourself that you most need to integrate, heal, make peace with, align with, release, integrate, embrace, look at, forgive. Relationship in the form of another person is a feedback mechanism. It is a mirror. The other person is a mirror reflecting to you yourself. And so... Do you like what you see? If you look at who you're attracting in your life, if you look at what you're attracting in your life, if you look at the people you're attracting in your life, do you like what you see? And if you really want to attract love, if you really want to find your soulmate, one of the things that we have to be willing to do is stop seeking. Then we have to be willing to give up blame and pointing the finger. Because when you point the finger about the people out there and who you're attracting, when you point the finger about the partners and the people and, 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 and those out in the world, you disempower yourself. You don't have the power to change who out there. You don't have the power to change what's out there, but you do have the power to change yourself. You do have the power to heal yourself. You do have the power to transform yourself. You do have the power to connect with yourself. And when you connect with yourself, and when you heal those places inside of yourself, the wounds, the inadequacies, the insecurities, the judgments, right? The, the, the lack of internal commitment. When you heal those parts and truly marry yourself, love yourself, connect to yourself, romance yourself, then what you attract to you will begin to mirror to you your own inner relationship with yourself because love and relationship is a mirror. You are not in relationship even with anyone else, you're in relationship with yourself that is manifested out there. Let me repeat, you are in relationship with yourself that manifests in the form of your partner. This, if you understand it, is incredibly liberating because it puts the power back in your hands. The goal is not to find love, it's to be the love. The goal is not to seek the love, it's to manifest the love. One thing that I've seen sometimes blocks and limits people from finding love, finding their soulmate, finding their big love partner is 
we don't realize we sometimes are limiting ourselves with our ideal scenes and our lists. I think it's great to write down what you want in relationship. It's great to write down who you want. It's great to write down what you'd like to be with. It's great to write down, you know, the experience. Some, But sometimes we're told to get so specific. And sometimes some of us, we get so specific and we get so attached to the vision and the ideal scene of the type of person we want to be with. He's got to be this tall. He's got to be this ethnicity. He's got to be this religion. It's got to be this height. He's got to be this type of person. He's got to go to this university. He's got to make this amount of money that we don't realize that in so many ways unintentionally we are limiting putting limitations on the divine putting limitations on the universe and and as a result of our hyper focus we're not truly open and available we're not truly open and available and if we're not super conscious we sometimes end up creating an ideal scene from the level of mind or from the level of ego we sometimes create our ideal vision for our partner from a level of ego, a level of conditioning. But the reality is what your soul needs may be different from what your personality wants. And you might think you know what you need and the kind of person you need and the type of person you want to be with. You might think you know what that is, but the reality is Sometimes we create a vision and an ideal scene out of the unmet needs from our childhood, out of the unmet needs from our teens, out of the unmet needs that we experience with our parents. And we now project that onto our partner, not realizing that we're perpetuating our suffering by the constant seeking to try to get in the form of our partner what we did not get. And so, Many times our ideal scenes can be projections of unmet needs and they end up limiting. And, and from that perspective, we're not truly, truly, truly available to the highest possibility of a partner. We're not truly available to the highest manifestation of a person. We're not truly available to what your soul really needs. And so don't let your list, don't let your ideal scene, don't let the vision of what you think and the type of person you think you need to be with and should be with limit what God can do. Limit what the universe can bring you. Limit what is, limit what your soul needs. Don't put any limitations on life. And so I would say, sure, write down a list of the type of person you want to be with, but don't focus on, focus instead on the feeling that you would like to experience, how you would like to feel within yourself, how you like to feel with the person, how you like to feel the experience of feeling of being with the person, not just they got to have blue eyes and black hair and, you know, be seven foot tall, six foot tall, this ethnicity, this religion, focus on the feeling. Because when you focus on the feeling and the energy, now you're not putting limitations on the universe and you're remaining open and available because often Often your soulmate, please hear me, your soulmate won't come to you in the package that you expected. Your soulmate may not come to you in a package that conforms to your mental ego's mind's conditioning. Your soulmate is here to serve your soul. And your soulmate is here to serve your greatest and grandest evolution. It's a soulmate, not body mate, not mind mate, not condition mate, not ego mate, but soul mate. And your true soulmate may not always fit your ego's idea of what you think you need. And I think many times we can miss our blessing because we're not available to our true soulmate. We're fixated on our type. 
We're fixated on our conditioned mate rather than our soulmate. The other thing to, to manifest soulmate and find love is instead of waiting, waiting is suffering. Instead of waiting for your soulmate to show up to, to cultivate joy, purpose, aliveness, instead of waiting, start finding ways to cultivate joy, aliveness, and purpose now. Find, find the most authentic way to cultivate joy. Find the most authentic way to live your purpose, to share your gifts, to live love. Start seeing all of life as your lover. Start seeing all of life as a romance. Start romancing yourself and start expressing the fullest extent of love that you have in your heart right now to, to life around you. As you start expressing the fullness of love and service, to life around you, your heart opens. As your heart opens, your vibration shifts. As your heart opens, you radiate. As your heart is open and you're being the love that you are, you become more attractive. You radiate the light of your heart. And when you're radiating the light of your heart and being the love that you are, you not only do you become incredibly attractive from that radiance, you become more magnetic. You become more attractive and you're much more likely to draw to you and attract to you somebody, a person that sees the light that you're being rather than just waiting until they show up. So don't wait. Cultivate joy and fulfillment in your life now. This way, when the person shows up, the person is not... Uh, is not the source of your happiness and joy. The person becomes the cherry on top. The person becomes an addition to your already fulfilled life. The person becomes an addition to your joy and happiness. They become an amplification rather than the reason that you're happy. There's a big difference because if they are the reason for your happiness and you're not happy without them, then you set yourself up for a codependent relationship. So remember, love is not something that you find. It's what you are. So be the love that you are. Live the love that you are. Express the love that you are. And love will much more likely find you as you are in the fullness and expression of love as your being. And so love now. All of life is your lover, folks. All of life is your lover. And when you understand the purpose of relationship, that you are a soul, we are souls, we incarnate into this human experience in order to learn, in order to grow, in order to evolve. You attract to you a person in a particular moment because they are a vibrational match reflecting to you where you are at in consciousness. They are giving you feedback as to where you're at. Use that as feedback to recalibrate. Use that as feedback to heal, to shift, to let go, to forgive yourself, whatever you need to do. Because as you do that, you begin to transform and transcend. As you transform, transcend, and elevate your vibration and consciousness, those that you attract to you will be much more of a vibrational match. Ultimately, you're always attracting to you your vibrational match. In a sense, everybody is your soulmate because everybody reflects to you aspects of your own soul. But when you understand the real purpose of relationship is you come together with someone to learn because you have something to teach them and they have something to teach you. You come together to learn, to grow, to evolve, to realize your most authentic self, to learn, to grow, to evolve, to remember who you really are. 
then, no matter what happens, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, you can always be in the process of evolving, no matter who you're with. You can always be in the process of evolving, regardless of whether you're single, regardless of whether you're in a relationship. And something happens, folks. I really believe that something happens when you do your mental, emotional work. You start living your purpose and creating a life that is fulfilling. You start loving completely and fully everything and everyone fully now as your lover, as a manifestation of grace. And then you remain open. And so if you're truly serious about manifesting your soulmate, I'm going to leave you with a prayer. I think this is perhaps the most powerful prayer that you can invoke to manifest true love in your life. Simply this, really intend, really ask, universe, universe, I release everyone and everyone, everyone and everything that is no longer a vibrational match or in alignment for my highest good. So let me repeat, universe, I release everything and everyone that is no longer in alignment for my highest good. Universe, I ask, I invoke, and I'm ready to invite the person, the soul that is in alignment with my highest good. Please bring me the person that is in alignment with my highest good. I am ready. So what I'm inviting you to do as you consider your soulmate is have the feeling, have the sense, but let your intention, your focus, and your prayer be the person that is in alignment, a vibrational match and alignment for your highest good. Don't get hung up on the form. Don't get hung up on the type. Don't get hung up on what they look like, but get hung up on the vibration and the energy and the feeling and the sense of elevation, the sense of expansion that you're going to feel. And so when you invoke the highest good in your relationship, the highest good in the person that you ask the universe to bring you, the person that serves the highest good for your soul's evolution, the highest good for your soul's evolution, you can rest assured that you're not putting any limitations on the universe for the kind of person that you want to show up in your life. You're not limiting the universe with your mind, with your ego, with your past, with your conditioning. You are in total availability to the highest person, the highest possibility, the highest vibration showing up in your life. And so folks, if you want to find your soulmate, stop seeking your soulmate, find yourself, find your soul. Be the love that you are. If you enjoyed today's short episode, please share it with anyone in your life that you feel would benefit. Also, write a review on iTunes and Spotify, whatever you listen to. And uh, if you feel ready to go to the next level of your life in some way and maybe do the internal inner work to clear your mental, emotional, psychological conditioning, I want to invite you and remind you that I'm doing a very special event in Bali this July. July the 28th, folks. July the 28th to August the 8th. I'm doing 
a very special event called Boundless Bliss. Boundless Bliss Bali. It's my 21st Boundless Bliss event. Over the last 10 years, I've done 20. This is my final year doing the Boundless Bliss Bali events. You can find out more at www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's boundlessblissbali.com. Link is in the show notes. If you're ready, find out more info there. Apply. I look forward to seeing you there so that we can help transform and remove and release any blockages to you being the fullest expression of love that you are. Until next week, sending you much love, peace and blessings. Big hugs. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.